Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum. Here we do it bigger, we do it better, we do it longer, and out of necessity, we'll do it louder than anyone out here. So relax. Here's your host, Hushmo Black. Welcome. Welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum. Hey, y'all, Saturday, uh, November 30th, 2019, yeah. 7 o'clock at, uh, in the PM. Welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum. And happy uh, Thanksgiving uh, weekend to you all. Hopefully you... Uh, had enough turkey. I certainly did. I'm still, uh, I'm still stuffed, y'all. We don't, we don't eat. Hey, that was Rhonda. She made it back home. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh-huh. And I talked to her, I talked to Priscilla. She said her was doing fine. She said supposed to come home Monday. Yeah, I know you're supposed to come home Monday, but I hadn't talked to them. Okay, they doing all right? Yeah, they doing good. Okay. Mm-hmm. They did good. Okay, baby, that's all I wanted to say. I talked to him. Uh, okay, I'll talk to you later. Okay, bye bye. We, uh, I don't know. The husband will get into all kind of calls right in the middle of the show here, y'all. We, that was my dear sister. She, uh, was checking in. I forgot I had her on the line there. And she just bled right into my show, y'all. You never know. You never know what you might get out here on the Hushmo Black Forum, y'all. We live in the living color. Oh yeah, we live in the living color out here on the Hushmo Black Forum. I, uh, hey, you know our motto out here is to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer, and out of necessity, sometimes we'll do it louder than anybody out here on Blog Talk, y'all. Hey, no doubt. Y'all don't know. Hey, got a great show for you this evening. What all kinds of things going on here? Let's see. What we got? We got, uh, of course, the impeachment uh, hearings are going on. I think the intelligence, uh, the intelligence committee is finished with the initial part of that thing. Uh, Adam Schiff's uh, committee. uh, they uh, they finished up with the public hearings here last week there, and boy, this looks like an opening shit case here, y'all. He's writing up uh, what he found. He's going to turn it over to the uh, Judiciary Committee with uh, Nadler. Uh Congressman Nadler from New York, his committee, he heads up that committee, and he's going to take it over, drop the uh, articles of impeachment, bring that thing to the floor, get a vote on it, and see if we can get this thing wrapped up, at least get it to the Senate by the first of the year. This looks bad, yeah. This looks bad because it really looks like we don't have... 
any kind of uh, structure going on in the government. Looks like the president is running this thing uh, on the fly, yeah. Looks like this government is being ran on the fly, y'all. It's the scariest thing I've seen in terms of uh, how the government is supposed to operate and how this one is operating. It, uh, not to me. I, I don't know about anybody else, but to me, it's scary as hell. That's just a hush motor. You know, I, <laughs> I've i been watching this stuff for a while. I guess it's 1958 when John Kennedy decided to run for president. I, I've been, uh, been pretty, uh, fascinated with, uh, politics. So I'm not, a, I'm not a novice at it in terms of, you know, watching and, uh, dissecting, uh, what's going on. Oh no, I've been in, I've been in it for a while. Yeah. I'm not, I didn't just come to this thing yesterday. I've been, I've been watching this game for a long time. But uh, I've never seen anything like this. Nothing even close. <laughs> I, I've, I've never, I haven't seen anything even close, y'all, to what we got going on now. This is uh, uh, God help us all. <laughs> That's all I can say. God help us all, y'all. Whatever you do, stay prayed up. Y'all don't, y'all don't know. <laughs> yeah, somebody said you better ask somebody. Somebody said you better ask somebody if you don't know. What's going on in, in our politics today is uh, nothing short of uh, scary. I've I've seen some great great football games here over the last. Uh, since I've since I've talked to you all last, I've seen some great great football. I, yeah, because last week we, we couldn't get out, uh, and uh, so we we've had some great uh, some great games. What was it, Georgia, Auburn last week? Uh, college games, I'm talking about. Some great college games. Uh, oh, guys, I have to bring down. Uh, Ohio State's back number one, y'all. And speaking of Ohio State, Ohio State and Michigan play today. Uh, do <laughs> hey Facebook friends, what's going on? My friends up there in OH10. How y'all doing? Hey, now, listen, do is that it's it's some games now that you know in college football they got what they call traditional rivalries and 
Alabama Auburn is a traditional rivalry. Uh, uh, I'd say uh, USC UCLA is probably a rivalry. Uh, uh, Georgia Georgia Tech, Ohio State Michigan, those two games played today. Georgia's uh, Georgia University of Georgia and Georgia Tech and Ohio State and Michigan. Those are old rivalries, uh, but do we need to keep calling those games rivalries? I mean, Michigan ain't beat Ohio State in 10 years. <laughs> hey, if you ain't beat somebody in 10 years, is that still a rivalry? I, 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 I don't know. I'm just asking the question. I was just asking this, trying to, see, trying to find out what... Michigan ain't beat Ohio State in ten years, and they still talking about that's a rivalry. They, they, you know, you gotta have two. <laughs> hey, Doctor Billy Taylor, he's a big blue fan. The Facebook friend out there, he's a homeboy. He went to Michigan. He's a big diehard blue. Uh, he's a diehard uh, Michigan fan. <laughs> hey, Doc, what's up? <laughs> Hey y'all, I'm just saying, I'm just having fun, y'all. Uh, but uh, that can't be no rivalry, y'all. Y'all ain't, y'all ain't winning no game every once in a while. You think you're supposed to win a game at least once every five, six years? If you don't do that, that ain't no rivalry. You better well stop that craziness. <laughs> Same thing with that. Same thing with uh, Georgia, Georgia Tech. That ain't no rivalry no more. Tech ain't been uh, Georgia but uh, two times in the last 25 years. That ain't no rivalry. <laughs> Let's see, what score was it today? Michigan and Ohio State. Ohio State 56-27 over Michigan. Georgia, Georgia Tech. Georgia, Georgia beat uh, Georgia Tech 52-7. to That ain't no rivalry. Come on, y'all. That's, I don't know what that is, but it ain't, I know what it ain't. It ain't no rivalry. Now the Falcons and the Saints is a rivalry. We beat them one game this year, and they beat us one. <laughs> of course, we ain't won too many more, but uh, we're going to beat the Saints one game every year. That's a rivalry. We're going to beat them at least one game a year. this other stuff, I don't know. We got to start redefining what 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 a rivalry really is. It can't be one sided, y'all. You ain't got no rivalry there if it's one sided. And I think they're gonna uh Harbaugh Harbaugh coach up that Michigan boy, I don't know why why that guy still got a job. Why he still got a job, I don't know. I believe I'd bring in Irvin Meyer, the old Ohio State coach. <laughs> the Irvin don't last nowhere where he go. He, he he won't last about five years, and he be done got in trouble. But at least he'll have a product on the field. <laughs> he'll put a win out there now. Oh yeah, Irvin Meyer's a coach. He gonna have a he gonna have a win out there. Uh, you know, five five six years, so he gonna be good. 
Oh, he'll implode, no doubt. He'll implode. Hey, y'all, got a free call in, one 888 That's a free call in to the Hushville Black Forum. We don't take many calls out here, but we will. We'll entertain a call or two. Uh, yeah, especially over the holiday weekend, we uh, I know people got a lot, a lot to talk about. They got a lot to talk about with uh, all the shenanigans that's, <laughs> that's going on around around the president. Now he's trying to claim that he he don't know what Rudy Giuliani was doing in uh, Ukraine, y'all. And he's telling everybody that, <laughs> that will listen to talk to Rudy <laughs> before before it all got exposed. He was telling everybody he could uh, <laughs> everybody that he came in contact with, talk to Rudy. That's my lawyer. <laughs> Rudy's a fine fella. Even the president of Ukraine, talk to Rudy and uh, Attorney General Barr. They can straighten you out, but be sure to talk to Rudy. <laughs> Rudy know what's going on. <laughs> now he's about, man, that's, uh, did you send Rudy over there? No, not me. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing over there. He had more, He had other clients. Now he's trying to <laughs> Giuliani, so he got some insurance, though. I don't know what he got. You know, he was a prosecutor up there in the Southern District of New York for uh, some years when Trump was up there stealing, <laughs> stealing people black. <laughs> so Rudy might have all kind of dirt on the, the Donald. Rudy really might have all kind of uh, dirt on the Donald because he said that uh, he got some kind of insurance policy <laughs> when he was asking whether they thought uh, the, the Donald was going to throw him under the bus. He said uh, no, but... I got insurance. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I know what I know what well, I know one thing. <laughs> Talk like that can get your head cut off. <laughs> as long as you pull his coattails, uh, you better get on the phone with the president and tell him that was just a joke. <laughs> hey, he said. As long as you told Rudy, uh, Rudy, you better get on the phone with the president and tell him you was just joking. <laughs> you didn't mean none of that. Hey, that's, that's a, a high stakes uh, a game up there you playing, boy. You ain't, they know, they bumbling play, uh, pig you playing. You playing. <laughs> you playing a game up there, uh, uh, maybe above your piggery. What's that boy in prison? <laughs> Thought he went to, he was in jail. He wasn't safe in jail. Epstein. Now, I don't know what happened there. That could have just been a suicide, but it all it looks awful suspicious. His brother said uh, 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 it wasn't suicide, so I don't know. They got the guards uh, somehow. The guards went to sleep that night. They supposed to be checking on the military. Every thirty minutes. Now, if, you, if that's if it's your job to check on on the prisoner, and you and you somewhere sleep, 
you know, cars could have got paid off though, y'all. I don't I don't put nothing. Once you get it once you enter into that prison system, <laughs> all bets are off. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you that right now. Once you enter into that prison system, all bets are off. <laughs> so I don't I don't know what happened to uh Mr. Epstein, but uh they say he hung himself. I I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. But they say he hung himself for some reason. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why he would hang himself. I mean, he, he got damn near a billion dollars in the bank. I think he could, he could put up some pretty good uh, legal defensives there. Keep him. He didn't got to worry about going in there. He didn't do nothing to warrant the electric chair, so he didn't have to worry about getting killed. And I doubt if he would have. I don't know, though. You never know. I don't think he would want to jail for that long time, but you never know. So uh, I don't know. That, hey, don't ask the husband. We don't know what happened there, but I'm telling Rudy Giuliani, he uh, <laughs> he don't need to be uh, second in jive. Uh, as long as you told him you are not a comedian, there's a thousand comedians out, out there uh, looking for work. <laughs> You are not a funny man. That's <laughs> all you told Rudy. You are not a comedian. There's a, a thousands of comedians that's out of work. <laughs> and you ain't funny. You need to call the president and tell him that thing about you got insurance uh, 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 was a joke. <laughs> and you, uh, you apologize for it. Oh boy, this stuff is—you know—if this stuff was so serious, y'all. If this thing wasn't so serious, what we got going on with our uh, government uh, under this president, it would—it uh, would be—it would be—it uh, would be comical. It, it, you could get a good laugh out of it, because I, I mean, this is this is better than uh, daytime soap operas. This thing we got going on now is much better than a soap opera, better than anyone I've seen, anyway. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I uh, <laughs> oh boy, uh, I you know maybe it'll work out. I don't know, but uh, see the president's uh, problem is that when that thing gets to the Senate, all bets are off. Because if 20 Republican senators see where this thing is so crazy and decide to uh, follow uh, 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 what's right and defend the Constitution, if they decide to defend that Constitution and our democracy, Donald Trump could get uh, uh, kicked out of office, y'all. He could easily get kicked out of office if 20 Republican senators uh, decide that uh, they are willing to uh, stand up for our democracy. That's a big, uh, that might be a big order, y'all. But I can see, I can see where uh, where it could possibly happen. It's a slim chance, but uh, there's still a chance because this stuff, what's going on now, don't make sense, y'all. And it's, this, uh, just eroding uh, 
uh, our standing uh, uh, in the world. And it's doing real damage uh, to our uh, our, uh, our country. It's doing real damage to uh, the country. Uh, so I, you know, I, if a layman like me, <laughs> even though I, you know I've been watching this stuff a long, long time, yeah, this is something like I've never seen. Heck, I remember when Eisenhower <laughs> became president. I was a young man, but I remember 1952 when Eisenhower I took office, yeah. So I, you know, I've been around a long, long time, and I've never seen anything close to this. Nothing even close. This guy is the, the most ill-prepared uh, uh, person that we've ever had in that office. Now, I, you know, I, I'd have to uh, uh, I'd have to uh, qualify that because uh, I still got Andrew Johnson as the worst president we've ever had. But at least uh, Andrew Johnson, the scoundrel that he was, uh, he you know he had he knew a little about politics. Uh, you know, I didn't agree with his politics, but he did know uh, uh, some things about politics. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but he got in peace too, y'all. But he he turned this. Uh, uh, the South back over to the uh, Dixiecrats. That's what he did. Uh, left the uh, America's Akron sent, sent the, my my people um, out to dry, pretty much. And uh, yeah, so he was the worst president that uh, we've ever had. He didn't plan on being president. Uh, I don't guess. Lincoln got killed. There's been some strange. There's been some. Uh, uh, issues trying to uh, come up with uh, exactly what happened there. So I don't know. He may have planned to be president, but as far as we know, uh, I, I, you know, I don't know any. I don't know if there's any uh, rumors floating around that he may have been involved in uh, his assassination or not. But there's all kind of rumors and stuff. Uh, as to what caused uh, Lincoln's demise at the hands of John Wilkes Booth, but uh, I don't know. Uh, but I know uh, Andrew J- Johnson uh, uh, took over uh, uh, to finish out Lincoln's term, and uh, that guy was just awful, y'all. He was uh, well. First of all, he was a uh, Confederate sympathizer, but he was Lincoln's vice president. So there was some crazy politics going on back then, but uh, uh, the Republicans controlled, uh, Lincoln's party controlled the Congress, and uh, when Lincoln got assassinated, uh, Andrew Johnson took over the helm there. uh, What was it? um, April? April of 1865? And uh, I believe Congress was out on a recess when he got uh, assassinated, and they didn't get back to session. You know, it wasn't like travel today. You couldn't just jump on a plane and fly in and out of, you know, Washington. When you went back to your districts, 
It take you weeks to get back to D.C. <laughs> with the mode of travel, you know. So that was no easy thing. They was gone. I think for the first six months that he was in office, that guy pretty well didn't have any opposition from Congress because I believe they were all on recess. And uh, by the time they got back, that guy had turned the country back over to the Confederates damn near. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, man, that that guy did uh, unbelievable damage uh, in terms of, uh, uh, you know, we always – already had put in place uh, the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment. Well, not it put them in place, but we all had constructed the uh, uh, language. I believe the 13th Amendment had to go in there first because that, uh, I think that got down uh, right away because the South couldn't even, uh, the war wouldn't even come to an end until that 13th Amendment language got, got squared away. But, uh Yeah. Andrew Johnson was just for the uh, damn that put us back on the plantation, y'all. The Congress got got back to Washington just in time and told him to hold up. What in the hell's going on here? What you did? What you gave the Confederates back? Uh, <laughs> so they started impeaching him. They started impeaching that Joker from the day they set foot back in Washington, came into session, and impeached him. Uh, went through the motion for the next three years until he got out of there. They never did. Uh, uh, kick him out because the time ran out, his term ran out. He didn't get reelected. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that joker, worst president. Uh, but this guy we got in office now, he uh, he's pretty close. He's definitely a close second, uh, in my opinion, to being the uh, worst president that we've ever had. Yeah, to be in the worst president that the country's ever had. Now, you know, I'm not, I don't know whether he's a racist or whatever. I'm just talking about uh, leading uh, our government, leading our country uh, uh, domestically or, uh, you know, in uh, 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 you know, the foreign affairs. Uh, the guys just nowhere near qualify, y'all. Now, obviously, he might have his own. Uh, uh, ideologies and stuff. So I don't know what he what's on his mind, whether he wanna be a dictator, he wanna drag the country to <clears throat> but it appears to me that uh uh Putin's got something on this guy. He said to be doing more work to, for Putin than he's doing for uh this country, yeah. That's my opinion. He seemed to be uh following in the footsteps of Putin and in fact seen uh Putin seemed to be leading him around by his nose, yeah. And that's scary. That is scary. When you got all these, uh, and got half the Republicans up there backing them up, is now they uh talking about uh, some junk that Putin's uh, 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 put out there, this conspiracy uh, crap that uh, Rudy Giuliani and uh, 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 Gordon uh, Sutherland and all them, uh, <laughs> the. Uh, the guy from Texas uh, running around in uh, Ukraine trying to dig up dirt on an American citizen, which is, uh, in my mind, is treasonous. At no time should the president of the United States be going to a foreign country uh, uh, trying to get a foreign government to investigate an American citizen. And that's all uh, Joe Biden is. And his son, Hunter, 
They are American citizens, period. Now, Joe might be running for this or that, but right now, Joe Biden is nothing more than an American citizen, and the president of the United States should not be uh, 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 trying to get American citizens investigated <laughs> through some foreign government, some crooked foreign government like Ukraine, especially. I mean, uh, let the Justice Department do that. If you want, and you, president shouldn't even be nowhere near it. First of all, uh, this, this, you know, that's just like uh, the guy dipping down in the military ranks to pardon some guy who kills somebody, and all that stuff is crazy, y'all. This guy is way over his head here, so. Uh, uh, just a way over his head. Uh, but uh, in the meantime, if he's over his head, you know, uh, who's who's being harmed by it is the country. Uh, the people of this country is being harmed, you know. They're going to wake up. Uh, you know, and I'm at these rallies he's having where people are clapping and this guy is cursing and using all kind of foul language. It's just crazy, and you know the people in the audience. I'm starting to blame them. I'm starting to worry about the people who's coming to see Donald Trump uh, uh, with this shenanigan that he got going on, and they up clapping and uh, laughing and got their kids listening to this uh, foul mouth uh, 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 person. Uh, it's scary. Yeah, I'm starting to blame some of them. I mean, they are empowering him to act crazy. Uh, you know, that's the feed uh, uh, become a vicious circle. You know, uh, him and his uh, uh, cohorts. Uh, you know, the president of the United States can talk that way and uh, do all kinds of crazy things, lie. Every other word out of his mouth is a lie. Uh, that's crazy. And people are starting to uh, uh, participate in the uh, uh, the sham. Uh, I'm starting to worry about our society. Uh. I'm starting to worry about his uh, base. His base is uh, though they are a minority. Uh, Uh, yeah, that that game that this guy is uh, is uh, is uh, is running is dangerous, y'all. Yeah. Uh, there's a book out. Uh, there's a book uh, on tyranny. Y'all need to read it. On tyranny by. Um, uh, what's it uh, on tyranny? Uh, let's see, let's, let's just look it up on tyranny by Timothy Snyder. On tyranny by Timothy Snyder. Uh, he write about uh, how democracies, uh, uh, can uh, can uh, implode. 
and it's mostly due to uh, the apathy uh, uh, within uh, the citizenry. When people stop paying attention to what's going on uh, in the politics of a, a, a democracy, uh, it leads a, a, a room for a uh, tyrant to come in and uh, take over without no blood being shed, uh, pretty much. Uh, if the citizenry is not uh, attentive to uh, uh, the politics that are going on before their eyes here. And what we got going on now is just scary, and people are falling into it. Uh, and uh, But on tyranny, pick that book up. It's a short read. Uh, but Timothy Snyder, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share a chapter uh, with you. The chapters are short. It's an easier read. Uh, this chapter 10 is uh, Believe in the Truth is the title of chapter 10. Uh, remember, I just said this guy lied. Every other word out of his mouth is a lie, and people are starting to believe it. If you repeat a lie over and over again, that doesn't make it uh, 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 the truth, y'all. But people uh, will start to uh, uh, accept a lie as truth. Uh, if uh, uh, a civil-tongued uh, devil uh, repeated enough. But look, listen at, I'm going to play Chapter 10. I want you to listen at it and see uh, just, uh, uh, this is uh, Timothy Snyder, Chapter 10. I want you to hear this because it's 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 crazy. That uh, people, I want to get to the beginning of it. I want you to hear the beginning of chapter 10 so that you can uh, uh, see if I can cue it up here. I want to cue it up so when I go on break, you can uh, you can listen to it. And uh, see what you think. That's uh, 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 it's scary. Yeah. Oh yeah. Concepts and having more concepts requires more reading. So get the streams out of your room ten. Believe in truth. To abandon facts is to abandon freedom. Okay, if nothing is true, then no one can criticize power because there is no basis upon which to do so. If nothing is true, then all is spectacle. The biggest wallet pays for the most blinding lights. You submit to tyranny when you renounce the difference between what you want to hear and what is actually the case. This renunciation of reality can feel natural and pleasant, but the result is your demise as an individual, and thus the collapse of any political system that depends upon individualism. As observers of totalitarianism, such as Victor Klemperer noticed, truth dies in four modes, all of which we have just witnessed. The first mode is the open hostility to verifiable reality which takes the form of presenting inventions and lies as if they were facts. The president does this at a high rate and at a fast pace. 
One attempt during the 2016 campaign to track his utterances found that 78% of his factual claims were false. This proportion is so high that it makes the correct assertions seem like unintended oversights on the path towards total fiction. Demeaning the world as it is begins the creation of a fictional counterworld. The second mode is shamanistic incantation. As Klimper noted, the fascist style depends upon endless repetition, designed to make the fictional plausible and the criminal desirable. The systematic use of nicknames such as Lion Ted and Crooked Hillary displaced certain character traits that might more appropriately have been affixed to the president himself. Yet through blunt repetition over Twitter, our president managed the transformation of individuals into stereotypes that people then spoke aloud. At rallies, the repeated chants of build that wall and lock her up did not describe anything that the president had precise plans to do, but their very grandiosity established a connection between him and his audiences. The next mode is magical thinking, or the open embrace of contradiction. The president's campaign involved the promises of cutting taxes for everyone, eliminating the national debt, and increasing spending on both social policy and the national defense. These promises mutually contradict. It is as if a farmer said he were taking an egg from the hen house, boiling it whole and serving it to his wife, and also poaching it and serving it to his children, and then returning it to the hen unbroken, and then watching as the chick hatches. Accepting untruth of this radical kind requires a blatant abandonment of reason. Klimper's descriptions of losing friends in Germany in 1933 over the issue of magical thinking ring eerily true today. One of his former students implored him to abandon yourself to your feelings, and you must always focus on the Fuhrer's greatness rather than on the discomfort you are feeling at present. Twelve years later, after all the atrocities, and at the end of a war that Germany had clearly lost, an amputated soldier told Klimper that Hitler has never lied yet. I believe in Hitler. The final mode is misplaced faith. It involves the sort of self-deifying claims the president made when he said that, I alone can solve it, or I am your voice. When faith descends from heaven to earth in this way, no room remains for the small truths of our individual discernment and experience. What terrified Klemperer was the way that this transition seemed permanent. Once truth had become oracular rather than factual, evidence was irrelevant. At the end of the war, a worker told Klemperer that, understanding is useless. You have to have faith. I believe in the Fuhrer. Eugene Ionesco, the great Romanian playwright, watched one friend after another slip away into the language of fascism in the 1930s. The experience became the basis for his 1959 absurdist play, Rhinoceros, in which those who fall prey to propaganda are transformed into giant horned beasts. Of his own personal experiences, Ionesco wrote, University professors, students, intellectuals were turning Nazi, becoming iron guards one after the other. At the beginning, certainly they were not Nazis. About 15 of us would get together to talk and to try to find arguments opposing theirs. It was not easy. From time to time, one of our friends said, I don't agree with them, to be sure, but on certain points, nevertheless, I must admit, for example, the Jews, and so on. And this was a symptom. Three weeks later, this person would become a Nazi, 
He was caught in the mechanism. He accepted everything. He became a rhinoceros. Towards the end, only three or four of us were still resisting. Ionesco's aim was to help us see just how bizarre propaganda actually is, but how normal it seems to those who yield to it. By using the absurd image of the rhinoceros, Ionesco was trying to shock people into noticing the strangeness of what was actually happening. The rhinoceri are roaming through our neurological savannas. We now find ourselves very much concerned with something we call post-truth, and we tend to think that its scorn of everyday facts and its construction of alternative realities is something new or postmodern. Yet there is very little here that George Orwell did not capture seven decades ago in his notion of doublethink. In its philosophy, post-truth restores precisely the fascist attitude to truth, and that is why nothing in our own world would startle Klemperer or UNESCO. Fascists despised the small truths of daily experience, loved slogans that resonated like a new religion, and preferred creative myths to history or journalism. They used new media, which at the time was radio, to create a drumbeat of propaganda that aroused feelings before people had time to ascertain facts. And now, as then, many people confused faith in a hugely flawed leader with the truth about the world we all share. Post-truth is pre-fascism. Lesson 11. Investigate. UNESCO's aim was to help us see just how bizarre propaganda actually is, but how normal it seems to those who yield to it. By using the absurd image of the rhinoceros, UNESCO was trying to shock people into noticing the strangeness of what was actually Hey, uh, we, we, we just wanted you to hear that, uh, that one chapter, chapter 10, dealing with the truth. Because, you, you know, it don't take much to um, fact check uh, what people are saying, especially uh, political people. But fact, fact check uh, uh, things that you hear that just don't sound right. I don't just uh, take it to be uh, the gospel because, you know, that could lead to, uh, well, that could lead to where we are today. When we got the president of the United States, every other word out of his mouth is a lie. And people are starting to uh, clap and yell and talking about right on. Uh, something is on. Something is starting to uh, uh, take hold that... Uh, that's very uh, dangerous in my mind uh, when when you got uh, crowds of people showing up at uh, these rallies. Why this guy's out rallying for some reason? I don't know. He, he needed to be in the White House doing the people's uh, business. He out uh, uh, telling lies uh, 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 every week, uh, and people are starting to buy into some of that. You know, a, 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 a minority, but uh, you know. We don't know where this thing is going to lead, y'all. 2020 better hurry up and get here. And so um, people better get out and vote. If this guy don't get uh, 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 removed uh, through this impeachment process, we better get out and vote everybody, not just uh, a particular segment of society. Everybody needs to get out and get this guy out of there and get the democracy back, our democracy back on uh on uh, uh, solid ground, y'all. 
because this thing is sinking right now. Our democracy is sinking uh, right now. There's no doubt about it. Now, I, I'm talking about what I, <laughs> I knew. This thing is sinking right now. Ooh, what a beautiful pair. That just feels to a great ball. That boy threw a great ball. <clears throat> wow. Uh, but yeah, our democracy is sinking, you know. This democracy in the United States of America is sinking. And that the citizenry don't wake up from this fog that they're in, uh, we're gonna be in trouble. <laughs> we, if this guy ever found his way back into that uh, White House for a second term, we're gonna be in trouble, y'all. This country will be in trouble if this guy get back in there for a second term, big time. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I'm out here. I, you know, I, I'm just calling it like I see it, you know. I, you know, I, <laughs> I'm just calling it just like I see it. I see some crazy things here that, uh, uh, that's out of the normal. This, this stuff what we see is out of the normal, y'all. You know, boys out there playing in the snow. Wisconsin and Minnesota, y'all. But check this book out for some background on tyranny. It's a great read by Timothy Snyder. Pick you up a copy. Everybody needs to have a copy of it in their uh, library. Everybody needs a copy of this book, y'all. Timothy Snyder. Own tyranny. Pick it up, read it. Hmm. Hey, y'all, uh, we're going to take a quick pause for the calls here. Hushmo need a break. We'll be right back. You got me to Hushmo. Advocated on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about it. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
Hey, uh, welcome back. Welcome back, huh? Hey. Hey, all right. Hey. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Hushmo Black Forum. Hey, y'all have a good Thanksgiving? Peter, go, everybody. Pretty good Thanksgiving? Okay. Anybody? Who? Okay, who? Who? Who cooked the uh, who cooked the chitlins? Uh? Who cooked the chitlins, y'all? <laughs> y'all. <laughs> hey, I know somebody did. Hushbow got to find us some chitlins, y'all. We didn't. Uh, we don't do chitlins around here. Well, the Hushbow do. Nobody else. When I, I you know, we, we <laughs> this young generation. I don't know what happened to this young generation, y'all. I don't know what happened to this young generation. I remember back in the day, we didn't have 50 pounds of chitlins on the Thanksgiving table. You ain't, you ain't, you ain't got no Thanksgiving meal, y'all. Come on. If you ain't got 50 pounds of chitlins <laughs> to, to, uh, uh, to supplement that turkey, you ain't got no real Thanksgiving dinner, y'all. I'm sorry. These, these young folks don't know. Yeah, they don't. They, hey, Facebook friend, uh, friends, they they don't know. <laughs> hey, ain't no shame in my game. Ain't no shame in the hospital game. I'm talking about what I do. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, hey, free call in, y'all. One eight eight eight. Five eight three eight one four. It's free call into the hospital black forum, y'all. Well, my motto is to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer. And not necessarily sometimes we'll do it louder, y'all, than anybody out here on Blog Talk. We we come to you live in the living color or Blog Talk Radio every Saturday, y'all, from 9 to 7. You can find the Hushmo. Go to HushmoBlack.com, HushmoBlack.com for our website. You can find us there. You can find my books there. I'm an author, y'all. i got two Two books out, working on a third. Well, working on a re, uh, a second edition of my second book, Racism and Hate in American Reality. Uh, we're working on it. We're going to get it out for the holidays before the holiday season is over. Hopefully, uh, it's uh, came out in twenty around twenty ten, uh, but we're going to uh, update it. It's relevant. It's relevant to uh, what's going on today. Yeah. Racism and Hate, an American Reality, second edition. Coming your way uh, real soon, yeah. But you can read the first the first edition. I got the Water Boy, the Life and Trials of Jimmy C. Cameron, kind of uh, an autobiography or a biography of uh, my family here in Georgia. Um, you can find those on the Wherever, uh, wherever fine books are sold, Amazon.com, um, Barnes and Nobles, uh, you know, we got it in both print and uh, e-edition, digital, that is. Yeah, you can find either one of them either way, download it today, read it. They both are original, <laughs> originals. We're not a trained author, so some of the uh, 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 
editing is not perfect. This second edition of Racism and Hate in American Reality, the editing is going to be a lot better. We're getting better at it, but we worked in IT for like 40 years. Ago. We retired about 10 years, 12 years ago and decided to <laughs> start writing uh, without uh, too much formal training. We did take a little writing course at night, but nothing real serious in uh the uh, grammar uh, reflects that <laughs> in my first two books, but uh, uh, the story, uh, nonetheless, is uh, uh, you can uh, pick up on the story, uh, regardless of uh, some of the grammatical uh, errors that uh, you may encounter. I apologize for it, and uh, we're gonna do. We're going we, We're getting better. Yeah, we can better, but the story the story is there. Uh, you can uh, decipher the story where we're trying to say uh, racism and hate in American reality is just what the title infers. Uh, it talks about uh, racism in the country and uh, the byproduct of hate that uh, uh, came about from, uh, first of all, it's a collection of uh, Uh, documents, essays, and uh, historical events that has transpired here in the country for the last 230, well, since the last 230 years anyway. We we try to do this mostly, though. Uh, we start this uh, history uh, sometime after the Civil War coming forward. We like to uh, concentrate our uh, efforts on because that is when... Uh, Supposedly, we had legal access to uh, the Constitution uh, through uh, the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments that was uh, added uh, to that Constitution after uh, the Civil War and uh, the emancipation of the slaves. Uh, uh, so, yeah, we try to we transfer. We, uh, Uh, we uh, concentrate most of our uh, uh, effort uh, after the Civil War in terms of uh, trying to dissect uh, what this racism is about, what uh, the byproduct of hate is about. And uh, yeah, and today it's a conversation along those lines uh, is needed more than ever or as much as ever uh, here in 2019. Yeah. This thing is so relevant today. This is after uh, two terms of Barack Obama. In fact, Barack Obama and Donald Trump each, I contend, uh, had a uh, an effect on uh, bringing uh, racism out of the closet again and to the forefront, both diabolically different in diabolically different ways but nevertheless, they both had a uh, an impact on uh, bringing this uh, racism that had been hidden away in the closet here for uh, some last 40, 50 years. That thing is back out in the opening now, y'all. That racism is back out in the opening, and uh, we've got to uh, address it. 
Uh, we've got to have a dialogue about it, y'all, because it's a different day now. I mean, uh, it's not going to play as well with the generations that we're dealing with today. Is, uh-uh, it's not going to go over well. It's going <laughs> to be a real mess uh, uh, if uh, yeah, if it stays on the uh, road that is traveling with the the uh, politics of the day. Uh, uh, it's going to be a real problem for the country. Uh, yeah. So we're bringing it back out. We want to uh, <clears throat> uh, be a part of the conversation. Yeah, everybody's talking about we need to talk about it. Oh, well, the Hushmo, Hushmo uh, Black for, uh, Forum is going to be a part of it. I, Hushmo is going to be a part of it uh, through my book and through the Hushmo Black Forum. So we want to be a part of it uh, uh, right now. Uh, It seems as though the country is uh, right at the intersection of uh, de jure uh, and de facto uh, racism. It's where we're at today, y'all. Y'all familiar with de jure and de facto racism and discrimination? That's where we're at today in the country. It's been there. A long, long time, but supposedly uh, this marriage of de jure and de facto uh, racism, uh, de jure, we thought we had uh, just about eliminated uh, with that uh, Brown v. Board of Education back in 1954. De jure is racism that... uh, is put in place and held in place by state, by the state, the state laws, the state discriminations. Uh, in large part, uh, was brought about and put in place through the uh, separate equal laws, where uh, the 13th, the 14th, the 15th amendments were uh, ignored uh, through. Uh, Laws through legal uh, uh, laws from the government, even after uh, the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment had been uh, been made a part of the Constitution, uh, they went away. They uh, started right away uh, introducing the laws that would deny uh, Americans of African descent uh, access to uh, real estate, uh, equal education, uh, uh, equal pay in the job market, uh, just to uh, 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 pretty much separate us out of uh, the American society. This newfound freedom we had was quickly curtailed, uh, and we, uh, after the Civil War, uh, became uh, my people became uh, uh, pretty much second-class citizens, whatever that is. They were never allowed to uh, 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 assimilate into uh, uh, white society. They were never allowed to assimilate into white society like most immigrants who come to the country from from Europe. Uh, No. The ex-slaves was never allowed that way uh, for uh, for a lot of different reasons, but a lot of it had to do with uh, racism, yeah. plain old, uh, plain old American racism. 
prevented uh, uh, American and African descent from uh, fully uh, assimilating into the society on an equal footing, and, uh, and we still suffer today from that uh, from that denial. Yeah, yeah, that's what uh, I write about. That's what my uh, um, quest for uh, reparations is about. Um, I'm a big advocate for uh, uh, reparations. You know, I think, in fact, I know Americans of Akron said I owed, are owed financial reparations because of uh, uh, the Jim Crow uh, separate equal laws that deprived us of our uh, uh, rights to uh, 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 explore this thing that uh, that's so. Uh, powerfully uh, stated in the uh, Declaration of Independence where it talks about all men being created equal and what are the uh, uh, ineligible rights that uh, man have is uh, the pursuit of uh, 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 this happy, uh, happiness and liberty and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, you know, everybody aspired to that, that everybody believed that uh, we're all uh, created equal. I know that we believe in a, a power, uh, uh, one powerful, uh, uh, almighty uh, being, uh, that person, uh, such a powerful person, ain't going to uh, uh, create one person unequal. That's crazy. You make it... <laughs> You trying to tell me uh, uh, the man upstairs is some kind of bigot? Uh, some, uh, you done pick one people over another? That's crazy. Uh, uh, so <laughs> you know, uh, uh, yeah, we all expire to that. Uh, that uh, Declaration of Independence document talking about all men are created equal. Equal. Yeah, I mean, you uh, who don't believe that? Raise your hand. Whoever don't believe that, raise your hand. You see, everybody believe that. You know, you know we. That's crazy. They tell me you don't believe in it because everybody believe in it. All right. So uh, another good book, y'all. The Color of Law. Pick that book up. That's that's it. Uh, by uh, who wrote that? The color of law. Go back. Who, who, who wrote that? God, ask Richard. Uh, who is it? Uh, Richard uh, Rothstein. The color of law. A forgotten history. Go go read that book too. Pick that book. Up. Hey, the hospital is uh, is uh, uh, mm, Recommend books. What Oprah Turner books you'd read in the go, but uh, On Tyranny by Timothy Snyder, and then check this one out: The Color of Law by Richard Rothstein. Those two books, check them out, y'all. You need those. You need to add those books to your library. In fact, I ain't selling no books to nobody, y'all, but I do recommend those highly. Uh, if you haven't uh, already, if you don't already have them, I recommend them highly. Yeah, cause uh, yeah. Uh, I recommend them highly. Yeah. 
Uh, I uh, see where where we at here, yeah? We back on? Yeah, we uh. Don't know what else going on here. Where we at here? De jure and de facto uh, racism. Yeah, that's where we at today in the country. Yeah, because one of them uh, is racism by the state. De facto is racism by society. By society through uh, just uh, the movement in society and just the discrimination that one find uh, within the society uh, uh, at large. Uh, whether it's uh, uh, shitting you out of a particular neighborhood just by raising the price or just uh, all kinds of ways a minority uh, can be discriminated against by the society in which they exist. Uh, you know, it don't have to be a law. It don't have to be a law. Just a majority. If you're a 10% or 13 to 14% minority in a, uh, a majority society, that majority, that 85% can uh, wreck havoc on you without the benefit of having a state law to uh, uh, do it for them. Uh, and yet uh, uh, that's de facto discrimination and, and the law says that uh, they can't control that. They have no uh, remedy for de facto uh, discrimination or racism. They have no no legal method for it, but uh, whereas de jure uh, racism and discrimination can be uh, wiped away because uh, that's some legal uh, law, like what Brown was doing, setting aside uh, the, the uh, de jure uh, uh, racist Jim Crow laws that had been put in place or held in place by Plessy. Man, ooh, look at that boy. Ooh. Look at that boy. Go hurts. Ooh. Yeah. Hers look good. Mm. It take them long to get on the board. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. That didn't take long at all, yeah. Let's see what's going on. Sixty-four on plays for three hundred and sixty-yards last week. And Happy Dose on the ground here on the first drive. You better disguise offense better than that. You better stop the run and make this team one dimensional. And that was an enormous drive for the Sooners right out the gate and disappointing for Wow. The Sooners went right down the field. That boy made a move. Yeah, I, uh, so we, 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 we're looking at those two things right now. I say, uh, where the, the jure, um, racism to a certain extent is pretty much under wraps, although it is what these, uh, it is what uh, the uh, voter suppression uh, 
is about today. Uh, that's uh, the government getting involved in uh, 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 discrimination again. That's what it amounts to. Anytime you can stack the uh, 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 voting uh, or uh, uh, make it harder for people to vote, you uh, uh, in effect uh, trying to uh, 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 in fact you are doing it. The government is getting involved in uh, uh, discrimination. Illegal discrimination, which is uh, uh, the jure uh, discrimination, which is dangerous. Uh, we got to avoid that. We, that's why uh, when they uh, appeal away, the Supreme Court appeal away uh, sections of that uh, 1965 Voting Rights Act. Uh, it's, it's crazy. We got we got to uh, uh, object to all of that at all times. We got to be on top of it. We can't have it. We cannot have the boom. Okay, uh, we we can't have the. Uh, so uh, we we're gonna uh, be further uh, in our in our second book. Like I said, when we uh, as we uh, 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 further researching. Uh, 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 analyze our uh, uh, material that we uh, 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 plan on putting in the book. We're going to be looking real close at uh, uh, the uh, interaction between uh, de jure and de facto racism and discrimination and how that thing is playing out on our uh, society today. And, uh, uh, yeah, we <laughs> there's so much going on, yeah. There's so much going on. There's so much going on. It's crazy. Hey, the hoax in the uh, rockets. Hoax uh, in the rockets. That looked like a pretty good block to me. Hey, y'all, we, I suppose that got off into this darn best. Let's turn away from this thing here so we can go straight on what we're doing here, y'all. Hey. Yeah, we're a, we're a basketball fan now, no doubt. We got to, we got business to take care of here. We got time to be watching no basketball game. We recording it, y'all. We're gonna come back to it. We'll come back to it later on. Let's turn out, turn away from it, and uh, so we can concentrate on the Hushbow platform. Hey, y'all, what's going on? Hey, beautiful day in the ATL. We was on the golf course yesterday. Oh yeah, the Hushbow's out there. We we won. We won our little. Little setting that we had, Hushbow won. We we beat them boys down yesterday. We won by three strokes. We won by three strokes. <laughs> hey, y'all, y'all what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, y'all. Yeah, we 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 we, we. Hushbow got a game. Ain't much of a game, but. We <laughs> We ain't got much of a game, y'all, but we always have fun. I said, oh, yeah, we love God. We love to God. We go. That's what we do in our, uh, for relaxation. 
It's like, oh, you can play golf till you're 100, y'all. I'm damn near that, <laughs> too. But, hey, you can play. It's what I like about that game. You can play it till, uh, till you're 100 without too much stress on your body. Uh, walk. <laughs> walk what? <laughs> yeah, we walk to the ball and back. But, no, we ride. We we get a cart, y'all. We can't walk. I smell 74 years old, y'all. We ain't walking nowhere. Although there's people like that at age that do walk that course. I suppose not one of them. <laughs> no, the Hushville is not one of them. And so I got 99 problems in walking that golf course and not one of them. Because we ain't going to get involved in that. Yeah, I can get on Rudy's lawyer telling told Rudy that you are not a funny man. <laughs> Says thousands of comedians out there out of work, and you don't need to be trying to. <laughs> you don't need to be. <laughs> you don't need to be uh, to join that that uh, that crowd. Because you are not funny. <laughs> you need to call the president and tell him that thing about some. Uh, the thing about some insurance policy you got was a joke, or just <laughs> was just a, some a bit of sarcasm that you was uh, trying to put out there. But you need to pick up that phone and call the president right now. Rudy don't know that's so get his head chopped off. <laughs> Talking about he got something on the on the Donald. <laughs> hey yo. I don't, I don't know. Hey, Rudy was prosecutor up there in New York for years, y'all. He ran the whole uh, second, uh, that second circuit up there. So I'm sure he got he got stuff. Rudy was chasing down mob bosses and stuff, so he got stuff on everybody. And uh, he probably got some dirt on the dome, too. I wouldn't put it past him, but it's dangerous. <laughs> you can't just... <laughs> The dolls have got a, a, a position of power now. <laughs> the dolls are in a position of power. So you got to be careful. Rudy got to be careful what he's uh, up to. Don already done said that uh, he, he directed uh, Rudy to do nothing. <laughs> he said he directed Rudy to do nothing. Somebody's lying, y'all. I don't, I don't know who. Somebody's got to be lying. Donald Trump said uh, he directed Rudy to do nothing. Rudy said everything he did was for his was for his plan. Now somebody's lying. Who's lying here? <laughs> somebody's lying. That's one thing for sure. Both of those things can't be a fact. The president said he ain't directed Rudy to do nothing. Rudy said everything he did was at the direction of the president. Now somebody's lying. Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm just a, 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 a innocent observer, y'all, trying to figure it all out. That's what we do, though. We decipher stuff out here on the Hushmore Black Forum. If you can't figure it out at the <laughs> leave it to the Hushmo. We'll we'll break it down. We'll decipher it for you now. We're gonna break this thing down. We're gonna get to the bottom of it. Right now we already know somebody's lying between Rudy Giuliani 
and uh, Donald Trump, the president. One of those two is lying about <laughs> what Rudy was doing over there in Ukraine. Was he doing it on his own, or was he doing it on the behest of the president? Now, so, uh, it's one of two. It's one of the two. He was either doing what he was doing over there, trying to dig up dirt on the bodies on his own, or he was doing it at the direction of the president. Now, uh, it's a fact. One of those things is the uh, truth. We we gonna get to the bottom of it too. We gonna get to the bottom of this this thing right here. Oh, the Hushman believe that uh, it, sh- it should be treason for the president or any other political uh, 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 figure in this country to run to uh, another country and try to subvert the liberty of an American citizen. And that's uh, basically what that amounts to when you uh, try to get a foreign government to investigate uh, some uh, some drummed up craziness on an American citizen. It should be a disgrace. I mean, I don't see how, if I'm the president, the president's job is to protect uh, all American citizens at all times. I mean, especially against foreign uh, 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 entities. And uh, for a president to do anything less than that, that demands that guy's uh, removal from office. Just that one act. Anytime the president run to a foreign government talking about investigating an American citizen for no, uh, for any reason, period. The president shouldn't be involved in that anyway. That's strictly, uh, no, it should never come to be. That should never come to be. And no way that uh, if American uh, citizens got a legal problem, let it go through our justice, our legal system, period. Uh, that's If he's in another country, in another country, uh, find him uh, uh uh, find that uh, some of their laws has been broken. That's one thing. This government, our elected f- official, our president, has no business uh, running uh, down uh, 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 or trying to uh, subvert the free liberty of uh, an American citizen through some foreign government. And that's what uh, happened here in this case. Uh, that's what happened. It's wrong. Uh, it's dangerous and it's uh, unpatriotic. Uh, uh, it's against uh, what uh, that oath of office is all about. When you swear to be swear to uh, uphold that constitution and to protect uh, 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 the rights of American citizens, that's no way. There's no way a president should be uh, going to a foreign government about uh, some investigation into a, a, an American citizen. I don't care what the situation is, no kind of way should that be. Uh, uh, no way you can justify that. There's no way to justify it. Hey, uh, that really uh, irks me more than anything else that this guy has done. As president, when he went uh, to Ukraine talking about investigating an American citizen, uh, and this, then uh, looked like he was trying to do it for his own political gain, which is even crazier. It's just the idea to go to uh, some foreign country talking about investigate an American citizen. Uh, this is crazy. The president has no business there, y'all. That president is sole, not his sole job. Is one of his main jobs is to protect the liberty and the due process of uh, American citizens. 
that's what his main uh, functions are. And this guy didn't do that. He didn't do that. He threw, uh, uh, He was trying to dig up dirt. He was trying to get the Ukrainians to investigate an American citizen, two of them, Joe Biden and his son, Hunter. That is crazy, y'all. That is dangerous for the president. Imagine the president putting his the weight of, uh, of the presidency uh, uh, on uh, uh, <laughs> on the throat of an American citizen. That's that's crazy and dangerous. I was just thinking about it. How would you like uh, uh, the president of the United States to go to Russia or to go to North Korea, uh, go to some crazy, go to Putin and talk about, oh, yeah, I want you to investigate uh, me, the hush mode. That's crazy. Your president ain't got no business going there. Not to, uh, uh, not, you know, that's crazy, y'all. Let our justice system, if American citizen broke a law, let the justice, our justice uh, system handle it. The president don't do that. No, the guy, the office is too powerful, y'all. That's too crazy. That's like a dictator. That's things that dictators do. Not the president of this country. God, come on. That, you know, that's, that's not even a hard call, y'all. That guy should be removed from office just uh, from office just for that one act. They don't have to go look at anything else in this impeachment thing. Just that one act. That's why they're concentrating on that phone call on July twenty fifth, where he told that uh, uh, Ukrainian president to uh, uh, go talk to Rudy. <laughs> Shoot! Come on. That's that's. Crazy. I, I never would have thought in a thousand years I'd see the day when an American president would run an American citizen under the bus. Uh, well, uh, put his foot on an American citizen through uh, uh, a foreign government, a crooked foreign government. They somehow all look shit. That's crazy, y'all. I'm, you know, I get teed off just thinking about it because I'm, you know. Uh, and, you know, this has nothing to do with me being a liberal or Democrat or nothing. I ain't none of that. I ain't none of that. I'm just an American citizen and trying to, uh, uh, you know, look at uh, how I uh, uh, believe that uh, uh, the system should work and how the system should work uh, in this country and our democracy. That's all I am. I ain't no liberal this or liberal that, Democrat this or Republican that. Independent. I ain't none of that. I'm an American citizen. Uh, I happen to be an American of African descent, but uh, American uh, uh, nonetheless. And uh, I don't believe that the president should be throwing our citizens, any of them, uh, under the uh, uh, uh uh, some kind of legal system in Ukraine. You want Ukraine to investigate an American? And you come on, that's crazy. I don't care what he's done. I don't care if the Ukrainians got a problem with an American who uh, they think he done broke some of the laws. Let them handle it. You stay out of it. If you do anything, you defend it. I don't care what you defend them. If you, if the president of this country have anything to say uh, in that situation at all, it should be in defense of that American citizen, y'all. Come on, you don't get the hushmo started out here. That's crazy. Anything else is crazy. Hey, y'all. We're gonna take a quick pause. <laughs> 
I'll take a quick pause for the call. The husband needs to catch his wind here, y'all. This stuff ain't got me riled up here. Every time I think about this craziness that's going on in the society, and these people talking about what a great job this guy's doing. Come on, that's crazy. This guy's about to throw an American citizen under under some. That's crazy. Hey, y'all, we're going to take a quick pause for the calls. Y'all hang in there. You got me, Hushman. Advocated on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmore Black Forum. Tell your friends about it. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
Hey, uh, hey, I just uh, welcome back to the Hushmo Black Forum. You got me, Hushmo, driving this train this evening, y'all. It's uh, wow, what time is gone this evening? I don't know. Uh, that's what happens when you're having fun, how time flies, they say. Hey, just see where uh, Auburn knocked the tide off, y'all. <laughs> what was the school? Wow. Uh, yeah, Alabama got beat. Well, that's a, now that's a rivalry there. That's a real rivalry there. This, this junk that Michigan State, or well, Michigan and Ohio State, that ain't no rivalry. Georgia, Georgia uh, Tech, that ain't no rivalry. Alabama, Auburn, that's a rivalry. Auburn beat Alabama 48-45, y'all. Now, that's what I'm looking at about Alabama, y'all. Because I think uh, Lou Saban, uh, damn, they got that boy killed, uh, tour. That boy's hip messed up. He might not ever play another uh, game of football in his life. He don't know it. But I'm just saying, I hope he do. I, I'm just saying. Uh, but, see, they needed that boy tonight. Oh, yeah, they needed that boy tonight playing Auburn. See, that, that's why uh, Saban should have took that boy out. He should have never, ever sent that boy back out there once they got a 35-point lead. First of all, he shouldn't have been playing in that game. But when they got up 35-7 to in the first half, that boy had no business taking another step in that game, period. And Lou Saban running around talking about the player wanted to do this and uh, uh, he wanted to run some two-minute. Come on, man. That's crazy. You done jeopardize this young man's uh, 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 career uh, with foolishness. Now, yeah, they lost. That that's they don't deserve no better. They don't deserve no better. I I ain't, I don't feel sorry for them. They should have had the quarterback. The quarterback should be playing tonight. He should because he should have never got hurt the way he did. He shouldn't have been playing in that game. That's what I'd had. Uh, Alabama ain't had nowhere to go because they had already lost the LSU. They was out of the playoff. Why are you even playing that boy? That boy probably should have never took another snap the whole year. He should have set out the rest of the year from after of that game because he was hopping at, after that game. He just had two screws put in his left ankle. He had two screws put in his right ankle last year. Hey, you know, you you got to treat these young men as humans. They're humans. They ain't no robots. You can uh, uh, patch them up and throw them out there in the darn uh, 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 arena, like uh, in the Coliseum in front of uh, the bloodthirsty uh, spectators. Hey, you know, take, take some... Uh, 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 Interest in the, uh, the well-being of these young fellas. Somebody, you don't ever think they should get hurt. The boy's already hurt. He ain't no thing about him getting. You don't think about nobody getting hurt. The boy's already hurt. Come on. That's crazy. I'm talking about Lou Saban, y'all, down at Alabama. They lost, and I'm glad they lost. And not that I'm, you know, I ain't got no dog in that hunt. I'm a Georgia fan. <laughs> I'm a Georgia boy, y'all. Tech is my team, but I root for Georgia <laughs> when they ain't playing Tech now. They beat Tech down today, but I'm a Georgia boy. I ain't got no, I ain't got no dog in that fight over in Alabama. That's the Alabama stuff. <laughs> That's Alabama stuff, y'all. 
Shoot, I don't care what they do. Yeah, I don't care what they do. But uh, <laughs> I, I'm just shocked that uh, uh, that thing went down like that. Uh, they put that boy out there. You know, you got to have, you know, you talking about, you don't want that game. You lead 37 in the, uh, to seven uh, the first half, and the second string quarterback on the sideline ready to come in, and you throw uh, <laughs> you throw uh, uh, this boy uh, who's all world uh, hobbling around. Uh, uh, <laughs> you don't treat him no better than that. That's crazy. Yeah, somebody's yeah yeah somebody's uh, making you pay for that. Somebody's making you pay for that because that, that's the way to treat a young man. Uh-uh. That guy's health is way more important than winning any kind of uh, football game or anything else. The number one consideration has to be uh, the player's health and his health and well-being out there on that football field, y'all. That's a vicious uh, game that these young men are playing. It's a vicious, vicious, violent game. And uh, if the coach don't have the adults in the room, the coach is supposed to be the adults in the room. He's talking about the player wanted to do this. Stop um, talking about what the player wanted to do. The players do not send, uh, they don't put people in and take them out of the games. That's the coach's job. Uh, That's the coach's job. That's the adult's job to do that at that level, at any level. That's the coach's job to to see to it that uh, those players are not uh, put in a position where they could uh, injure or be injured uh, and, and put their uh, career uh, in jeopardy. And that's what happened to two over at Alabama, y'all. The coaches uh, let him down. The coaches let him down, y'all. Smoky Monday. I'm going to test out of that book. Cool. Damn. Hmm. 
Yeah, I don't know. That was a heck of a game. Looked like just looking at the stats on that Alabama Auburn game, but uh, Alabama came up short. Y'all. I ain't, you know, like I said, I ain't had no fight in that. I ain't had no dog in that hunt, so I ain't. Uh, I don't, uh, you know, care one way or the other about it. I've just teed off. Uh, um, uh, I'm teed off about how they. Uh, what about uh, handling? Uh, that uh, the quarterback's tour, uh, one of the best uh, deep throws I've ever seen. One of the best deep throws I've ever seen with the football. And this boy's career is in jeopardy, y'all. That boy's hip is messed up. And I think that's due mainly, uh, uh, that's mainly due to the coaches, y'all. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Guys don't doubt about it. That's mainly due to the coaches. Yeah, that's mainly due to the coaches, huh? I don't want to hear this junk about some. I don't want to hear this junk about some uh, player. Player wanted to go back. That's what the player wanted. You know, I lost so much respect for Lou Saber when he said that. That's crazy. The player wanted that. Everybody wanted that. Uh-uh. You uh, wanted that because you're responsible for.
Yeah, yeah. We uh we think that's partly uh some payback from somebody for uh them not taking care of that boy. I don't know, you know, people uh, I think it's payback for not taking care of that boy, yeah. Forty eight, forty five. That was a good game though, it looked like. I had uh I know, uh, my cousin wondered, Hook, daughter's, uh, elated. Mm. She got all that, she got back there quick. She got back there quick, yeah. Mm-hmm. She got back there quick. But yeah, I uh I think it's you know, paybacks what go around comes around. What go around come around, yeah. Hey, y'all. I don't know where this time is going this evening, but uh, we all, we almost got this thing in the books, y'all. We almost got this show in the books, y'all. We'll be right back out here, y'all. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see what the... I'm trying to see what the... Uh, December 7th, yeah. Pearl Harbor Day. A day that will live in infamy. December 7th, 1941, yeah. That's the anniversary of Pearl Harbor. What's that? Uh, man, some. Uh, 78 years ago. Next Saturday, we'll be coming back out to you live and in living color, y'all, on Pearl Harbor Day. Yeah. So, uh, uh, that's always a, uh, a solemn day. Uh, I, I don't, the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor. Caught uh, the Americans napping, killed a bunch of people. That got us. That brought us kicking and screaming, y'all, into World War Two. And uh, yeah, <laughs> bloody bloody war, y'all. 
December 7th, 1941, yeah. Pearl Harbor Day. That's what it's about. It's when the Japanese attacked uh, Pearl Harbor, got the part of that Sixth Fleet. I guess it was the Sixth Fleet back then. That's what it is now, out of the Pacific. There was so many ships in harbor over at in Pearl Harbor. Japanese surprised them, sunk a bunch of ships, killed a bunch of Americans. Sailed. We hadn't entered uh, World War II officially at that time, but that uh, got us in there. And uh, the rest is history, as they say. It was a. Uh, uh, just a tra- uh, crazy time, and uh, uh, we're in a crazy time now, yeah. These are trying times, yeah. These are trying times here. I just hope that uh, we can uh, I just hope we can make it through them. I'm sure we will will make it through them. I'm just what it's going to look like on the end. (laughs) What it's going to look like on the end, I don't know. But I'm pretty sure we're going to make it through. But uh, so uh, my friends out, friends of the Hushville Black Forum, you got your reading assignment right on tyranny, on tyranny, Timothy Snyder, and then uh, the color of law. Richard uh, Rothstein, I believe it is. I'll pick those books up, and next week I'm going to have some questions for you. I'm going to have an exam for y'all on tyranny and the color of law. Y'all pick those books up and educate yourself. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah. I'm going to come back with you next week. I want to see uh, if you learn anything, y'all, because I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to ask some questions for y'all on those two books. I'm not selling. I ain't pitching nothing. Y'all don't even start it. Peter, Gary, somebody I'm pitching, I'm, I must be getting a cut. I ain't getting a damn. I ain't making a damn off of nothing. I should be. I should be getting paid, but I ain't. Hushbro ain't making a dime, y'all. I'm just, I'm doing this for the public good. My whole motivation for being out here is the public good, y'all. I ain't making no money. Anybody got some money to to give Hushbro? I ain't turning none down. Now you got something to give. I somebody was trying to. Talking about, I need to 
leave three dollars for some Democratic Party or something. I ain't got no three dollars. What y'all talking about? Y'all got me twisted with somebody. That's why I ain't got no money. Three dollars. <laughs> yeah, three dollars. I wouldn't be a yeah, three dollars. You know what I'm saying? What I'd be doing. I ain't got no money to be contributing to nothing, y'all. I'm all I can do is lend my voice. If I, I, I give you three dollars worth of uh, support. Three dollars worth of support by advocacy. I do that now, but I ain't got no cash money, y'all. That's go retired. I'm on a set income, y'all. I ain't got no spare change to be giving away to nobody. I need somebody to give me something. I'm looking, I was trying to, I thought somebody, I could set up some kind of, some kind of fund for me. Somebody tell me you need to set up a 503C. What is that? I don't need, (laughs) some kind of non-profit. I need to set up some kind of fund so somebody would send me a few dollars. I ain't got no money to give away. I'm retired. I ain't never made no big money. <sighs> yeah, I uh, I ain't never been in the poorhouse. I ain't said I was. I ain't never said I was been in no poorhouse, but I ain't never been in no rich house either. Yeah, I ain't never. I didn't have no silver spoon in my mouth when I was born. Hell, I didn't even have a spoon. You ever see them old ladies eat greens with their fingers? <laughs> and cornbread. <laughs> hey, you about a silver spoon? Hey, I wasn't born with no silver spoon in my mouth. I didn't even, didn't even have a spoon back then. Born in... Hampton, Georgia, y'all, 1945, in the middle of a cotton field. That's a, you know, I ain't, ain't no shame in my game. That's where I came from. You must got me mixed up with the president. They borrowed a small million dollars from his father to start his business with. Imagine that, a million dollars. Hell, I ain't made a million dollars in uh, three quarters of a century. This fool somebody he borrowed a small amount of money of, of a million dollars from his father. Shit, it was more like 200 million his father gave him to uh, bail him out of those uh, bankruptcies that he, <laughs> uh, crazy uh, business dealing that he was <laughs> got caught up in. Talking about a million dollars. His father gave him over two hundred million dollars, trying to keep Don afloat, y'all. And he, and no, honey, no, I ain't never had no kind of support like that. If I had access to a million dollars, they don't tell him what I do. I would be out there talking to y'all tonight. I can tell you that. <laughs> I, I, I would be out there talking to y'all. No, I'm just kidding. I, I like what I do, but. Uh, I probably would be uh, on a ship in the Bahamas somewhere kicking back with some kind of refreshment. 
Hey, hey, y'all. It's been a plum pleasing pleasure tonight. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. We'll be back next week, y'all. December the 7th, Pearl Harbor Day. We'll be back out here. Can we do that? Why can't we do that? Uh, we see a way to do it. Can I copy? Yeah, yeah. So, we'll be back out there next week. Same time, same station, y'all. Y'all uh, don't eat too much turkey and have a, a rest of your Thanksgiving weekend uh, uh, a good one. Make the rest of your uh, Thanksgiving weekend a good one, y'all. Y'all be safe out there here. Uh, and uh, come join us. Tell a friend about us. Uh, tell them to come see us on the Hushmore Black Forum. You can reach me and reach my writing. is at hushmoblack.com. Go to my website. Get my book. Uh, pass it on. Give it out for a Christmas present. Both of those books are timely. Racism and Hate at American Reality, uh, second edition, is coming at you, uh, hopefully over the holiday, y'all. But get the first one. You'll need to read the first one yeah. to uh, even understand the second one. So pick up the first one and look out for the, the second edition coming out, uh, Racism and Hate in American Reality, y'all. Hey, uh, that's just about going to do it for us. We're going to finish this thing up, and we'll see you back out here next Saturday. Uh, same time, same station, uh, the Hushville Black Forum. Coming to you in living color over blog talk radio from the ATL. Y'all, that's where we headquartered at. Yeah, y'all don't know. Until next week, y'all. Uh, ciao. We're going to be out of here. The Hushville Black Forum. Advocated on your behalf by covering news and events affecting the African-American community. Check us out at the Hushmore Black Forum, www.blogtalkradio.com.